0: Well, turn me, please, to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, we're going to ask for God's help as we turn to his word, and we read these words. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Father God, we come to you, awesome God, the one who has given us your written word which we come to today to be taught, to learn of you, to be brought into a better place, a more spacious place, to be brought deeper into an understanding of you as our creator and our purpose as created beings. And so I pray that nobody would leave here today without knowing who you are and what you made us for. And may the speaker decrease so that Jesus Christ of Nazareth would increase, for we ask it in his holy name. Amen. Amen. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Uh, Ever since I was a a young boy, I've always uh, had a fascination with the universe. I've always loved uh, stuff about uh, the planets and the stars I want to know how they came about, uh, how they work. Um, when I was in school, uh, my favourite subjects were um, science and maths. And when I uh, had the chance to choose my hires uh, in school, uh, first choice down was all three sciences: physics, uh, chemistry, biology, and maths. I also had to do English. That was the school telling me I had to do. I had to do that. Um, but that's what I wanted to do. Now, around the same time as I'm choosing that, I became a Christian. I became a follower of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And it always confused me uh, that some people seem to think that you had to choose between being a Christian and loving science, which I thought was always a bit bizarre. It didn't, I never felt it was a contradiction uh, in my life. Um, I think it was fine to love science and to love Jesus. Uh, For me, it was as simple as that kind of classic uh, kettle illustration that I've used um, before, and uh, many speakers have used, when I go to boil a kettle. And uh, science can tell us all about the workings of the electricity that moves along the wires, and it turns electrical energy into heat energy and science can tell us about the water and the makeup of the water with two atoms of hydrogen and uh, one atom of oxygen, and it can tell us about those molecules vibrating and so that they produce heat, and and then it turns from a, a, a liquid into a gas as it turns to steam and turns the kettle off. And it can tell us all those questions, and we want to know about that. I want to know about that. I find that really interesting. But there are limits. Science can't tell us. Who turned the kettle on? It was me, by the way. (laughs) And it can't answer the question, why did I turn the kettle on? Turned out I wanted to make a cup of tea. Can't answer those questions. One of the misconceptions that many carry is that somehow faith and science are incompatible and nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, faith leads to understanding. It was one of the, the principles that many of our greatest scientists down through the ages held on to so closely that it was their faith that drove them on to understand God's world. And today's passage tells us by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. And just like the kettle illustration... Science simply cannot answer the questions of who or why when it comes to our universe. And it's really important, these questions, when we're asking the really, really big questions. Big questions of why is there a universe at all and what or who made it. Many of you will know the name uh, John Lennox, you know, Professor John Lennox, he's the uh, Emeritus uh, Professor of Mathematics at Oxford University. He's also uh, an amazing Christian apologist, and he debates online, and fantastic debates. And uh, one of the things he says, I have to keep pointing out to my uh, scientific friends, and he says, I'm scientific, he says, I have to point out to them that, that, that science doesn't create anything. <laughs> science did not make the universe. Scientists did not make the universe. And uh, he says, I sometimes have to point this very simple fact out. And he says, I was debating with the, uh, uh, the famous physical chemist, uh, Peter Atkins. And while he was debating with him, he pointed this out. And Peter Atkins came back to him and he, and he, sa- and he said, well, actually, I, I don't believe that. I believe that mathematics created the universe. And uh, John Lennox, who is a professor of mathematics, said, I had to just chuckle to myself. And I said, Peter... Two plus two equals four, but two plus two never put four pound in your pocket. Maths doesn't create anything. Science doesn't create anything. One of the areas that science has caught up with the Bible is the idea that the universe had a beginning, which sounds so obvious today because Every branch of science agrees about that now, pretty much for every branch, that the universe uh, came into being. It had a, a beginning, something that the Bible has been saying for a long, long time. And remember that many scientific textbooks, in fact, all the scientific textbooks through the Enlightenment suggested that the universe was the constant. It's always been there, which has been shown to be uh, demonstrably false. And if this universe came to be, if this universe, amazing universe, had a beginning, then it's not the ultimate reality. It's not the ultimate reality. Yet, how many people today live as if this universe, everything that we can see, is the ultimate reality for us? The Bible teaches that God spoke And the universe came into being. He gave the command, let there be light. And there was light. He gave the command, let there be galaxies, let there be stars, let there be planets. And so it was. And in the New Testament, we learn it wasn't just that God said it. It's not just that God spoke, but that God himself is the word. (laughs) He is the word itself and himself. We read that in John chapter 1 we read it often at christmas time in the beginning was the word capital w and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made so in the beginning was The Word, and the Word was God. And so we can make some very simple statements, statements that that we can all agree on. According to the the Bible, the Word is eternal. The universe is not eternal. (laughs) The Word is eternal, was always there, was there in the beginning, was God. The universe came to be. And therefore, what follows, if the universe came to be, the universe is not the ultimate reality. And if this universe is not the ultimate reality, if what is visible is not the ultimate reality, then there must be another ultimate reality. And the ultimate reality is the word, the logos in Greek, which just so happens to mean reason, <laughs> meaning. That's what the Greek, it has a rich meaning. It means that. And Jesus is the Word. We, John later on in, in verse 14 says, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. So the Word becomes a human being. And suddenly we know the identity of the ultimate reality. The Word is Jesus. And Jesus has come to live Amongst us, and He is the ultimate reality. God speaks the word and it comes into being. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Literally in Greek, it says, was formed at the word of God, or by the word of God, the rhema of God. And if the word is the ultimate reality, then logically, if I want to find out what's my meaning, what's my purpose in life, then I need to get to know the ultimate reality. If I want to find out what, I, what my life's about, I need to find out, well, what's the ultimate reality? And the means that the Bible gives us for finding out that ultimate reality is faith. It's by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. It's by faith we understand that the Word was in the beginning, and through the Word all things were made, and nothing was made except through the Word. And it's by faith we get to know the ultimate reality, who is Jesus The other thing the Bible teaches, and, and the second part of this verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, suggests is that God made the universe out of nothing. Um, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Um, so God makes the universe, and he makes it out of nothing. And by nothing, I mean there were no existing Materials for God to make the universe out of there were no, no solids, no liquids, no gases. there were no there's no dust or dust clouds, there's no molecules. there's nothing. In the beginning, there was only God, and God makes chooses to make out of nothing. Uh, there's a, a phrase in, in Latin, he makes ex nihilo out of nothing. now of course. If we rely purely in our lives on science, and I love science, the scientists can't answer the simple question, what was before the Big Bang that started it all? What was before that? The scientist has to say, well, there was nothing. And then you can read, and I've read some of these books, they'll write chapter after chapter about what they mean by nothing, They'll be very specific in defining what they mean by nothing. And it always sounds like something. <laughs> Do you know if, a, if an atheist ever comes to you and says, how can you believe in a God that made something out of nothing? I would just respond by saying, it's better than what you believe. That you believe nothing made something out of out of nothing. Of course, one of the great truths of the creation is that God made the universe, but He also made us, and He made us in His image. We're made in the image of our Creator, and that means that as human beings, we are amazingly creative. We are. It's just astounding. I'm in awe of of, of how quickly the ingenuity of human beings to produce a, a vaccine to guard against a pretty new virus that's come on, how fast we've been able to do that as mankind and to roll it out right across the world. The ingenuity is, is, is amazing. We're tremendously creative as human beings, but sometimes we get proud and sometimes we start believing we're our own creators and sometimes we start believing we're our own gods and that is always a grave mistake. I don't know if you've heard the, the story about the man who was boasting to God about anything you can do, God, we can do better now. And he starts saying to God, God, we can, we can do really virtually anything you can do. And God says, well, can you, make, can you make a man? And the man says, sure we can. He says, can you make a man from the dust of the earth? like I did and the man says yeah sure we can we can do that we can take all the chemical elements and we can go into the lab and we can make a man and so 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 God says okay the challenge is laid down you go first and so the man stoops down and he and he picks up some dust from the ground and God goes hold on a minute make your own dust God creates out of nothing he's the first mover The more important question, though, is why? Why did God make the universe? Why did God make you and me? And the Bible answers this question directly, perhaps most clearly and explicitly in Revelation 4, 11, where we hear this song, "'Thou art worthy, O Lord.'" to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou has created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were made for God's pleasure. I've quoted it in the King James Version there because I've got it memorized that because of an old. Chorus: Did you used to sing it? Thou art, thou art worthy. Do you know it? Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord. Thou art worthy to receive glory, glory and honor and power. For thou hast created, has all things created, thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure they are created, thou art worthy, O Lord. So we, we were made, so that was kind of drilled into me from the early songs that, that we sung, early choruses. We were made for God's pleasure. We were actually made to please him. You were made to please God. That might sound too, too difficult to get your head around. It's like, how can I do that? How can I possibly, little old Ian, how can I, me, please God? Well, our passage tells us that God has given us the means in order that we can fulfill our purpose. And we only find our purpose when we find out the purpose for which God made us and we do it. We were made for God's pleasure and we fulfill our purpose when we please God. And here in the book of Hebrews, we read, because we read about, um, read about Enoch, uh, he was commended as one who pleased God. Verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And so to fulfill our purpose, which is to please God, that's impossible in and of itself, but God gives us this means, and it's called faith, F-A-I-T-H. And it's through faith in Him that we can please God. Through putting our trust in the Word, Christ, the eternal Word, the one through whom all things were created, and you were created, and whom you were created for, we put our faith in Him. It talks about two things that that faith consists consists of. One of them is that we must believe that He exists. And we do that by faith. And the second one is that we must believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The second one, it's not just enough to believe in God. The devil believes in God. We, We must believe he's good. That when we seek him, he's got good things for us. He's got a good plan for us. He actually made us for a purpose. You know, right throughout the, the Bible, you sometimes get these passages, these messages, these preachers to people who are not, not believers. And um, this is the way that, that Jesus and the apostles spoke to non-believers. They, they, would, they would always make a point of saying that, that God's not far from us, that God, God, is, God is wanting you to know that if you'll seek him, you will be found by him. That if you seek him, he will reward. You. He rewards those who diligently seek him. The apostle Paul he was uh, preaching in Athens, uh, a place um, full of people who did not accept the God that Paul spoke about, and this is the way he spoke to them. He says, this is how he's trying to convince them. He says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands and he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out For him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, for anyone who comes to him must believe he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek after him. I'm thinking about faith and creation this morning. One of the most... uh, famous scientists, if, if you ask, if you, I think if you did a poll, of name a scientist, the first one that would come out would be the late Stephen Hawking. Everybody knows his name. Most of you know the most famous book that he wrote, A Brief History of Time. Some of you have that book on your shelf, and like me, never read it or had a go and, and a clue what it was talking about. But even Stephen Hawking, who didn't believe in God, this is what he says in his book it would be very difficult to explain why the universe should have begun in just this way except as an act of God who intended to create beings like us. (laughs) He then spends 800 pages trying to convince us that he can do that. (laughs) I'm not sure he succeeded. And actually, that's the most logical conclusion. God made the universe. It's by faith we understand that the universe was made at God's command. It's um, been pointed out that at the moment that word of command was given, you might want to call it a big bang, that's fine. If it had been smaller by one part, in 100,000 million million, the universe would have collapsed on itself. If its rate of expansion one second after the Big Bang had been faster by one part in a million, no planets, no galaxies could have been formed. Constants like the speed of light the force of gravity, electromagnetism, all have to work precisely together at the same time for there even to be the possibility of life. Do you know that at at the time I'm saying this, there are, according to scientists, 15 such constants. All of them have to work together together at exactly the precise way and in precisely the right time for there to be the possibility of life. And when I think about such things, I don't have the faith to believe it just happened. It's much more likely that such intricate, finely tuned design had a designer. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. The psalmist says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. There's a very popular film out at the moment called Don't Look Up. but I wonder if we, we don't look up enough and allow faith not to hinder us, but to further our understanding our understanding of this universe that we live in, of our place within it, of our purpose, of the ultimate reality, which is Christ Jesus. And make it our goal. Those of us who have been made for his pleasure making it our goal to please Him. Lord, grant us a fresh insight as we look up into who you are. What a great creator. What an awesome God. Thank you that you have plans and purposes. Thank you that life is not meaningless. Thank you that we've been made and all things have been made for your pleasure. And we want to fulfill that purpose because things only fit right when we fulfill the purpose for which we're made. And help us to please you just as Enoch did by and all these heroes of the faith that we're going to be hearing about over the coming weeks by putting our faith in you. Trusting you, not not despite the evidence, but because of the evidence. Putting our trust in you when the world might turn against us or mock us. Help us to take our stand as the people of God. Unashamed, unafraid, may we not be found to be cowards. Maybe you'd be found to be those who are brave, standing upon your word, upon your reality. For we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.